Macworld Podcast number 218, special edition for November 16th, 2010. And what makes it a special edition is that today the Beatles come to iTunes. And that makes it an unforgettable day. And to make it even more unforgettable, I start by introducing Macworld Senior Editor John Seth. Senior Editor Dan Freights. Well, we a, all get that. It's Senior Associate Editor Dan Morin. Wait, was I say Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> See, Philip Michaels has a has left his sound effects machine on and he's left left the building on his paternity leave and so we can make sound effects if we want to. Right, and also the man responsible for those sound effects, editorial director Jason Snell. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, this is this is this is rigged. I'm it's out of here. Totally rigged. And I am occasional podcast host, senior editor Chris Breen. What? You, no you sound effect for me? Sound. Um <laughs> sure. Uh 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 <laughs> Uh, better and better and better, smarter and smarter and smarter. Always be nice to the host. Perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, so today, well, actually, let's back up to yesterday. Dan Morin, yesterday, All Apple, our troubles seem so far away. They did, and, uh, and, and today they're scrambled eggs. And, um, and Dan Morin, what happened yesterday that, that brings us together here today? Well, Apple, in its usual subtle style, uh, changed its entire homepage to say that tomorrow, that being today, or perhaps Tuesday, I guess I should say, would be a day that would live in infamy or be unforgettable, I guess. Um, and it changed the front page of the iTunes store as well. And there was pretty much not a lot of other hints as to what this was other than it would be an iTunes-related announcement. And so, of course, speculation ran wild. Right. But normally, if, if they're going to do something huge, they will call the press a few days earlier and say, come on down or, or come to Moscone and we've got something to show you. And in this case, they did not do that. They didn't. They just sort of like changed, you know, sort of last minute. I mean, they changed the homepage. There wasn't any announcement. The press had no idea what was going on. And so, you know, I guess from that perspective, we all had to take a grain of salt as to how important today's announcement would actually be. But there was there was a time on there. So we knew when to be ready for it. Right, at 7 a.m., and it had the four clocks, like the Beatles on the semaphore yes. cover of, of uh, Help. Although I went and looked, and they're not actually even remotely the same. But well, no, they, they weren't a... representing the time in, in New York, San Francisco, London, and Tokyo either. So It was the time right. of Pepperland, I think. And nor is Paul dead, but we read things into this stuff. So uh, as as everyone knows at this point, Seven o'clock comes along Pacific time, and it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, it's Google the Voice was approved, <laughs> <laughs> and yes. that may be Ast- the more Astronaut memorable as released. Yeah, so and that was it. It was the Beatles, and um, first of all, a poll of the group here: Is there anyone on this panel who does not own most, if not all, of the Beatles recordings? Right. Okay. That's good so, podcasting. Yeah. So what you're saying is we all own Beatles recordings. All, Raise and your them hands on our devices. If you don't own. Wait, yeah. I'm confused now. Is that we don't not own? I don't know. No, but we all own this stuff, right? As I think most Absolutely. people do. And so Apple comes out and they say, we have the Beatles and it's most of their catalog, oh, their official catalog, but not all of it. They don't have the mono recordings. They just have the stereo ones. 
Um, right, they don't have re- um, anthology. They don't have let it right. be uh, let it be naked. Um, right, there's lot. They don't have love. There's lots no of stuff. Hollywood that Bowl. Have. It's really the the uh, that that canon of uh, U.S. Right. It's the isn't it the well no it's the canon of U.K. studio albums right. that were then re released on CD in the late '80s, which is when I got all of my Beatles CDs that I, are now MP3s on my I, iPhone. Right, and these are the remastered versions, except not the mono ones, only the stereo ones. Right. Um, And so that was it. And immediately afterwards, people piled all over Apple because they expected unicorns and puppies and and baby hippos and didn't get it. Instead, they got... Adult hippos. Adult baby uh, hippos. Nothing nothing worse than adult hippos. It's just very depressing. Well, they're very skittish. They could kill you. Hippos go berserk, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. AARP hippos. And uh, and so I think that's some of the people who are most excited about this. Uh, people that were there for Beatlemania who thought, wow, it's finally time. But honestly, is this really a big deal? Well, uh, wow, there's so many there's so many ways to go with that. I mean, there's the Apple hype of you'll remember this day forever, which I, I think was their big mistake. I think taking mm-hmm. over the homepage with a little teaser and saying, hey, tomorrow something's going to happen – um, and not inviting anybody anywhere. I mean, that, that seems imp- appropriate for the level of announcement this is. It was the hype of, of you know, tomorrow is a day you'll you'll never forget. Come on, that 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 was what pushed it over the edge. But I in think. a way, it's true because now everyone's going to remember the overhyped PR machine that I, was in I, effect. That's what people will remember. Are they really? I I'm maybe I'm the lone dissenter here, but I honestly think you know. There's no one to blame but ourselves for getting overhyped, I feel like. I mean, and even if even if we are to, you know, even if you do want to point a finger at Apple and say, wow, they really shouldn't have hyped it this much. I mean, does it really matter? Is it going to do anything Is it other than people complaining on Twitter and Facebook or <laughs> probably in about, you know, a month or so or two months when they introduce a new product, everyone's going to forget about it. This subject right. so Maybe they'll get a few too, digs right? in. I mean, we've been, yeah, Dan, sure. you were saying you were writing stories about rumors about the uh, Beatles coming to iTunes, what, like four years ago? Yeah, I was writing stuff for. I mean, I, as long as I have been writing about Apple, I have been writing about the Beatles on iTunes. What will you do? So like I said today, I don't have to do this anymore, which is great. Ringo I mean, I'm excited. Too. Yeah, I mean, every time there was an Apple event, there was speculation about: Is it the Beatles this time? Are they finally going to get the Beatles? And that wasn't Apple. That was you know us, the, the the media, the analysts, every everybody else. Every time there was an event, was speculating about it. So Apple probably figured, hey, let's you know, let's use it to our advantage. Let's egg them on. Well, I, th- I have to say, though, that four years ago, this was a more relevant question because iTunes wasn't clearly dominating the entire world of online music. Now they are. Um, everyone expects now that the Beatles would eventually come to iTunes because where else are you going to go? You're not going to go to Rhapsody and you're not going to go to Napster. Clearly, it has to be iTunes, and it's just a matter of time, uh, particularly given that the Beatles at one time or another have said, yeah, we're working on it. We'll get there eventually. And, and finally, they did. Four years ago, though, it would have been a bigger deal, but today, not so much. It's it's icing today, right? Like you know, like you said, iTunes is already dominant in the field. It doesn't have a lot of competition. This was kind of the elusive, you know, feather in the cap that Steve Jobs wanted. And and you know, I think we can all agree that this is that Steve Jobs is obviously the major push behind this. Um, and it's just sort of it it confirms what we all already know that iTunes is the place to be if you're talking digital music. And in some ways, it also gives it that last little bit of you know uh authoritativeness bestowed upon it right you know you you can't have the oh they don't have the beatles you know argument anymore 
And I think, you know, at this point, maybe we've hit the peak of, of you know, the transition in digital music. And right, and from here, it's just going to be, you know, kind of, it's just de facto the, the way people are going to be doing, you know, buying their music even more. You could argue that um, this is the point at which the Beatles needed iTunes more than iTunes needed the Beatles. If you look at it that way, that everybody who, everybody who wanted to buy Beatles stuff as CDs has done it. Right. And um, what this gets them, and that's why I think this is actually a great business decision um, on the Beatles part, certainly, and it's great for iTunes, I suppose, is, you know, there are lots of kids out there and these kids today get off my lawn. No, but there are. My daughter's like this. My daughter buys with her money from her allowance. She buys individual tracks on iTunes or Amazon MP3 of songs that she likes. And we've got all the Beatles stuff, so she doesn't need to get that. But, you know, you, you hear a song. And you say, oh, I like that song. I want to get that song. I want to get Let It Be or whatever. Um, and um, you can't do it because it's not on iTunes. And now you'll be able to do that. I think in the end, this does open up the Beatles to a whole group of people who, you know, we all roll our eyes and say, who doesn't have the Beatles stuff? But there is a, a younger generation of, of music consumers coming up who are still going to get hear about the Beatles. And now they've got a chance to buy it in the way that they're used to buying music. So I, I think it is good for the Beatles. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Also, it it finally enhances my genius recommendations because oh, yeah. I have a lot of Beatles stuff in my iTunes library. Oh yeah, and I can actually click on it now, and something will happen <laughs> instead of it saying, "I'm terribly sorry, uh, we have no I've idea ma- what that is." I've never is. heard of them. Maybe the Beatles will save Pig because now now there's actually some uh, you can recommend songs and like songs. Ping is dead, like uh, Paul is dead, right? Ping. Yeah. I saw Ping. He was wearing strange pants. I think that means he, Ping is dead. And had a little blood on his shoes. So for those of us who um, who are partly responsible for hyping Apple stuff, is it time we take it with a, a larger grain of salt whenever Apple chortles or burps? Well, I mean, somebody complained to me on Twitter today saying, like, oh, this is all just self-congratulatory tripe. And I'm like, well, I mean— it was it was an announcement made in a press release. Is it ever not self congratulatory? I mean, they're not going to go out and say, "Hey, today, you know, or tomorrow is going to be a day that, you know, it's going to be press well, release killing like the Beatles, right? Maybe. Well, it's kind of important. Like they're not going to say that, right? They're not going to mm-hmm. they're not going to underwrite it. <laughs> it's not what they do. That's not what PR does. So I, I don't. I'm not really. I'm, I'm more surprised at all the other people who are so angry and and distraught by this. It seems just in terms of. What did you think they were going to do? I mean, right. like everybody says, that you know, changing the homepage and in one day in advance, it wasn't going to be a new iPad, right? There was there was a guy on our forums who thought that the iTunes announcement was this not right, John? I think you mentioned this on Twitter. Who thought the new iTunes announcement was going to be new uh, Mac Pros? I, I, what? <laughs> well, I mean, so people have this way about investing their belief in Apple releasing some crazy, uh, you know, elusive magic. I thought product. it was actually going to be the uh, Apple mini tower. This yeah, morning, yeah, exactly. And a unicorn. And uh, it's an iTunes server. That's why, you know, sure, it makes sense. Sure. I mean, so, so, uh, but Apple didn't help matters. I think we're one, one over the edge again is with the whole, you know, this is a day we'll remember forever kind of thing. Cause that's, that's a little bit much. They could have played it coy and just said, Oh, something's happening tomorrow. And it would have been, it would have been enough. I, I thought that went a little bit far, but um, to somebody's point earlier, this is—you do get the sense that this is a Steve Jobs thing, where he's a—he's a huge Beatles 
fan and a child of the 60s and getting them in the Apple store. I mean, Apple is basically named after Apple Records, right? So it's a huge deal for yeah, Steve I mean, Jobs, it, and he's a, the CEO. It's a coup for Apple and for Steve Jobs. And, you know, they, they know the amount of work that's gone on behind the scenes, um, all the, the bickering and the lawyers and the this and that. You know, it, it's been a long time coming, and so I think, you know, for, for Apple, having this finally done feels like a really huge deal. For most people, you say, okay, well, the Beatles are here. Good. They should have been here years ago. You know, why, why did it take so long? But there was a lot going into this. And as, as we found out today from our, our good friend Jim Darrenpool, um, this is exclusive to iTunes for an undisclosed period of time, but sometime into the year 2011, so next year. So Apple Apple is locked up and exclusive for a little while at least, and so nobody else is going to have it. Once that's over, everyone will have the Beatles. Right. But no one will care. I mean, like, you know, then we're just back to life, right? You know, nobody's going to care at that point. It's just, you know, a foregone conclusion, essentially. And I think that's okay. That's the way it should be. Yeah, well, I think speaking to Jason's point that this is better for the Beatles than it is for Apple, although it's a, it's a fine thing for, for Apple, the timing is interesting because – I thought if they're going to do the Beatles, there will be some reason for it. I thought, okay, maybe it will be the remastered versions. Well, that didn't happen. Instead, it's just this random day in November. They're not. We're not even getting remixes, and we're not getting the full catalog, and it's not uncompressed. And so I have to think that somewhere along the line, finally enough people agreed, and Ringo needed a new pair of shoes and said, okay, let's, let's pull the trigger because we need the money now, which uh, – and it surprises me again, I think. Sorry, I, I've got Beatles-themed things here. You know, and they said, baby, you're a rich man. Diamond-encrusted drumsticks are really expensive, Chris. Well, uh, apparently they, they are. But I mean, I, they've I, made I think, I, think, I think they probably wanted to have this announcement right in September when they did their music event. And, you know, there was just more wrangling to be done. And I think when they finally got to the point that they, you know, dotted the I's and crossed the T's, they just wanted to get it out as soon as possible. Why wait, especially if they've got this exclusive window locked up? And I'm, I'm betting that it that till 2011 means probably until January 1st or so. Um, but I think the the other part of it is, and to speak to the point about the the overhyping, I wonder if the the one day of warming, uh, the the one day sort of ahead of time, made it more hyped because it was so compressed because there was so little time that everybody was sort of really you know running at a really high pressure about this as opposed to you know when we get the week now it's like people speculate like really you know a lot when it when the announcement's made and then it sort of tapers off a little bit and then peaks up a bit right before the event again i don't know i i feel like there was so little time that everyone you know there was a lot of compression in terms of what was going to be announced a lot of a lot of speculation right but then there's the risk too that people say that's it yeah, right. Uh, then, run away. And it gives Amazon time to react and, and drop prices on all this stuff. So people can look at Amazon and go, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. I get the full collection over there for 20 bucks less, and it's not compressed. And I get the discs and the books and the this and the that. So I don't know that this, this ultimately played out well in terms of an announcement. I think long term, sure, it's a great thing. I'm not sure yeah, how I mean, badly it plays out, though. I mean, because you say that's it, and it's like, well, the people who weren't going to buy it aren't going to buy it anyways, and the people who are going to buy it are going to buy it anyways. And so it's not as if they, you know, lose money. It's just yeah. maybe right. I mean, you just given, get people people complaining. Yeah, given how much hype there's been about the Beatles and iTunes for years, you couldn't expect Apple to just suddenly people wake up in the morning and hey, look, there's the Beatles on iTunes. I mean, they had to do something, right? And and uh, I mean, I think what Chris was saying is right that if they'd 
announced this a week ago or two weeks ago, then the hype would really been rolling for, you know, for a couple of weeks. And then when all it was was the Beatles, people would say, well, that was a big letdown. Where's the cloud music? Where's the subscription services? Where's this? Where's that? I mean, they gave it enough of a of a of a warning one day for people to 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 to, to look forward to to something and, and to get some press up over it. But in the end, like you said, Dan, it's just it's just an announcement and, and there's nothing bad is coming of it. And, you know, it's now the Beatles are on iTunes and we can all move on. <laughs> Right, so let's look at the uh, actually what they're offering. For people who don't have the Beatles, is this worth picking up? Well, the remasters, I know that when the remasters came out a couple of years ago, there's definitely some differences and some improvements in quality, and they actually fixed some stuff. Although these are the stereo remasters, and, and uh, some aficionados believe that some of the albums actually work better in the mono mixes. Um, you know, but it's uh, it's the it's the main albums, and of course they're they're remastered and then they're compressed. And even though it's iTunes Plus compression, it is compressed. So if you're somebody who's sensitive to that, you're not gonna you're not gonna get this. Uh, you know, for me the big issue is the pricing. It's that um, they're using this double album pricing, and actually the last two CDs that I've bought were both double albums where I could get it on a double CD from Amazon for like twelve bucks. Mm-hmm. But the iTunes double album price is nine ninety nine times two. You know, it's eighteen or it's nineteen bucks, and right. that's what they've done here. So the the white album is basically like twenty bucks on iTunes, and it's twelve bucks on Amazon. So um, for that and the Past Masters, which is available only as the double album and not as the as the two single volumes, um, and that's actually one of the discs I don't have is Past Masters Volume One. Um, you know, the, it's not as good a deal. I mean, the CDs are are as good a deal as these downloads. I, I think the a la carte is, is good. And if you're somebody who just is never going to get a CD, it's instant gratification. Funny funny story. As I as we're talking, I actually was flipping through some feeds, and, and Gizmodo has a chart up of where should you buy Beatles music, and it compares the overall pricing at uh, a number of different retailers as well as a few individual albums. And while Amazon does beat them, like you said, in the White Album and in a couple other places, they sell, apparently they're selling Abbey Road for like 8 bucks as opposed to 13 um, iTunes slightly undercuts them on Sgt. Pepper, which is going for 15 at Amazon. And, you know, certainly all the brick-and-mortar retail places are considerably more expensive. Right. So, you know, comparing certainly comparing against Amazon, which traditionally just has great prices on most things, they might be a lot trickier, but... You know, there's. I think that in terms in terms of MP3 downloads, I think that that's a, a savvier shopper who goes to MP3 or goes to Amazon to buy their digital music right. as opposed to iTunes in a lot of cases. And, and there's clearly a convenience factor here. If you're buying the the box set, to be able to download it all, have it in iTunes there with one click, is a hell of a lot easier than ripping 13 individual albums, disc after disc. Sure. You know, if all you really want is the digital files. Yeah. I mean, it, mo- mostly, I, I don't know about you, but most of the time if I buy a CD, I put it, I get it, put it in my computer, rip it, and then I put it in a box somewhere Yeah. because I don't listen to CDs on CD anymore. And occasionally I'll buy a CD because it's much cheaper than buying the album on either iTunes or on Amazon, and I'll just buy the CD so I have it. But if you can just buy you know, one click and download the whole thing and have it all in there, and then you can listen to it, you know, on your devices, on your computer, streaming to your Sonos and your Squeezebox and everything, then that convenience factor there is worth a few extra bucks. Right. Okay, so now Apple's given us the Beatles, and we're all happy. Uh, 
Speak now what do we want from what do we want from <laughs> them now? What is still missing? Do you want us to make our demands, Chris? I want demands we're... made now because Steve listens, as as was clearly demonstrated today. Awesome. <laughs> He's, in there he is. He's in the room with us, right? <laughs> He's, yeah. There is Steve. Steve Careful, what, don't say anything bad. What Steve would tell you is um, that it's getting better all the time. Sorry, I I I have to cut right to the chorus on it. You're right. I should I should have I should have done it more like um like this. You never give me your money. But now they, you can give them your money. Except in this instance. Yes, yes you can. Okay, so we got Beatles. Uh, and it, also, I think Steve Jobs' checklist is complete. So he's got the Beatles. he got the Stones. Certainly got Dylan a long time who's, ago. Who's left? AC, ACDC? ACDC. Yeah, Steve, Steve loves, you know, until, I, until he can download Back in Black on his iPod, he is going to be a sad man. Yeah, okay. So he's going to still go hard after that. Uh, Eagles, I think, are still missing. All right, you can. It, it, the Eagles are just like only available at Walmart, right? Oh, Zeppelin. No, Zeppelin's on know. there. Is there? Yeah, I the whole the whole thing, including the uh, the every track ever released box set. I stand corrected. Clearly, I don't know my what I'm talking about. I thought somebody said uh, Bob Seger wasn't available either, right? Wow. I, I hear the the the, the, the Rudels aren't there. <laughs> Oh yeah, the that's Ruddles. right. So no yeah. Ruddles recording, and yeah, um, it, and also no Beatles movies. Oh, except for the documentaries that come with the box, with the, uh, the the new digital download. Yeah, that's right, and those are part of the box set too. If you get the the hard copy, but the, I had what to they check, do give you I, is the uh, Washington the concert. concert. Right. I had to check, but I want everybody to to relax because they do have the monkeys. Yes, the monkeys were wow. there first, and for and once, Donovan, I hope. <laughs> well, and there was there was that point in the story about how you can uh, Apple's making that uh, concert available to watch streaming for uh, through the end of the year, I believe, for free. So it's only available as a download if you buy the box set. But um, anyone who wants to watch it can watch that forty something minute concert, um, and you can watch it on your computer, and it works on the iPad too. So. Can you watch which, it which will be TV? amusing for the kids because uh, they had no monitors and they had the Beatles had to actually physically turn Ringo's drum set right. every song or two. So uh, you could see how it was done in the old days, you darn kid. Can, can you watch it on the Apple TV through the iTunes section? That was a question I had myself this morning and I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. To the okay. Apple TV. <laughs> no. To the Apple TV we'll everyone. afterward. So, uh, anything more on this uh, this Beatles announcement? Um, they're there. It was overhyped, but if you want it, you can get it. And uh, good luck. To Please, you. just everybody complaining on Twitter. Let it be. <laughs> oh, you know I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. I'm I, out. I don't even have Let It Be here. Oh, come oh. on, Jason. I, I set you up. Well, that, that wasn't was a real softball. album anyway. So, I've got Come Together yeah, though, right? That's that's the... close. That maybe not the message I want to send everybody. On no, not on Twitter. No, it's Apple and the Beatles have come together. That's what I was going for with that. You know, he's telling you to fall in line, Dan. Something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's no, it's really interesting. That this is obviously the Ben Steve Jobs is like white whale of uh, I got to get them on iTunes and I. Maybe he'll retire now. Maybe he's done. Job done. That's it. <laughs> Beatles like, on finished. iTunes. We'll see you guys later. I'm out. Yes, we've come full circle with the name of the company. And look, I've got the Beatles now. And uh, Mission got accomplished. Got them on hire. They come to my house and play whenever I want. Right. He goes home at the end. Of the, Steve Jobs goes home at the end of today, and he says to himself, "The end." I'm almost out of sound effects now. Really? Well, no. I've got actually. I've got many more. But <laughs> really? Because. <laughs> 
We still have time if you just want to fire them all no, off. No. <laughs> well, that would be spectacular. Um, no, I mean, we all got up early, and except for Chris, who just stayed in bed and didn't pay attention. Thanks. No, I did. I looked on, I looked Thanks, on my Chris. iPad and looked into the Twitter feed. Went, oh, really? And that, yeah. That enough. Well, the rest yeah. of us, got, I got up at 530 in the morning. No, it's, it's um, you know, it, it is Steve Jobs' white whale, and it is a good thing for iTunes. And um, it is an interesting lesson in the hype machine and how it can go right and wrong. And you're right, um, probably in the end. It won't matter one way or another. People are like, oh, I'll remember this because Apple totally screwed up. And it's, you know, whatever. I think that the people who are that obsessed with it on Twitter are um, are not Apple's customers, quite honestly. They're like one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent of Apple's customers. And, yeah. And and they're not even the ones – they're not going to stop buying stuff from Apple. I mean, that's, that's well, I laughable. Oh, next time Apple calls an event, I'm not paying attention. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good luck with that, buddy. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. Don't – yeah, don't – don't do that. that you're not, it's not going to happen because you're going to be right there. And the next time they'll call an actual event, not release a press release and put a teaser on their website, which is all this was. And yet we've managed to talk about it for like 25 minutes. It's amazing. <laughs> well, it's true. When I, again, when Apple chortles or burps, it's news. And, and this was less newsy than, than normal. But it makes sense that they've done it. It's a good thing that they've done it. It's just the way they did it perhaps leaves some question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting to just is it, uh, from a PR kind of how meta is this, right? It's just a PR standpoint of, you know, how do you mix uh, exciting people with hype, but also kind of managing expectations. And Apple always has that problem, I think. I mean, this is not the first time that Apple has called an event where we have seen comments in our forums and on Twitter and on Facebook where people have expected that it's going to be all sorts of things that it couldn't possibly be. That's it's also every Apple event ever. I mean, yeah. come on, how many times do we come back from an event? Even a good and event, this wasn't where it's even like an lots event. Stuff gets announced, right? Like, how many times though do you see everyone go, "That's it"? Oh, they didn't announce like yeah. my pet favorite. You know what? They, they previewed thing. the next version of the OS, and they uh, and they announced the Mac App Store, and they released a brand new MacBook Air. Is that it? Is that Where's all? It's the Mac Pro. Where's the Mac? Where's that mid-range <laughs> mini tower? Right. Well, and there were a lot of comments on on Twitter this morning about. You know, where's that one more thing? I'm waiting for the one more thing. And and my my response was, this wasn't an event. This was a press. This release. was a press release and a like. Do you think? Do you think Steve's sitting in his office and then suddenly just goes one more thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no one there. And suddenly hear him. a new press release comes out and it's like, by the way, well, I think technically he says <laughs> boom. But you know, good. I'm glad you got that. Boom. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it wasn't an event, right? And uh, Apple, for all of the hype that Apple did do by saying it, you'll never forget it. I mean, it, it, it's not as if Apple said we're going to get journalists come out on two days' notice to Cupertino, and then we'll you know Steve Jobs will come up on stage and say, "Hey, the Beatles are on iTunes." I mean, they didn't they didn't do that. But Apple, as a company, has set the expectations I think so high for itself, and it takes advantage of that, great advantage of that. But you know, it, you do see it for every event where there are there are some people who think that every single Apple event that happens is going to be the iPhone introduction or the iPad introduction. And how many of those have there been? Two. <laughs> I mean, mostly it's a new iPhone, a new iPad, um, you know, a, a new Mac. It's very less common to have that, like, earth-shattering brand-new product. But Apple's whipped up the, you know, frenzy to the point where people expect it every single time, even when there's not an event. And just to keep things in perspective, I'm looking right now at the... Um top albums on the iTunes store and of the top 20, five of them are the new Beatles albums. 
And they start at number 14, though, so it's not in the, it doesn't break the top 10. But one of those is the box set is at number 17. So that's $149, and that is the number 17 top album right now. So wow. clearly people are actually interested in buying. If you look at the number of comments, there are already over 1,000 um, comments on the box set. Uh, as of a few minutes ago. I, I think so. we have trouble as a community sometimes remembering that there are people who are not us, right? Oh, yeah. You know, and saying there are lots of people out there who are going to buy these things. And just because we're very jaded because we've, you know, embraced the technological, you know, methods of ripping our CDs and all this stuff for years doesn't mean there aren't, you know, thousands or millions of people who haven't so you know i think they're going to make a killing on this honestly and it's the holidays and, too so you're going to get people who are buying the music around you know for their new ipod or their new iphone and doing gift cards and redeeming them and that, i mean that's if you're searching that, and that's for why timing, the exclusive is key i'm betting yeah the next two months i mean that's a that's a, a great time to have an exclusive on this yeah i mean that in many ways that's the timing that you're looking for about why are they doing this now and the answer is it's almost the holiday season and that's a good time to do it yeah and I expect if this does go according to Apple's plan, we will see another press release somewhere maybe at the end of the year that says, by the way, for all of those of you saying no big deal, we happen to sell 14 million copies of X, Y, and Z Beatles album, and so there. Yeah. It's uh, very much in Apple style to make an announcement about reaching some sort of sales milestone. It would not surprise me. At all. Can we take a minute and talk about the press release, by the way? And I know that we are, quite honestly, guys, listeners, faithful listeners, you've been listening for 28 or so minutes to a podcast about a press release. So stay with us. We're going deeper inside the rabbit hole now. Um, uh, I thought that was one of the funniest press releases I've ever read because it's clear that um, they got the Beatles and the Beatles estates to put quotes in the press release. But they sort of, like, dash them off. I, I picture, like, um, Olivia Harrison, like, mm. shooting a note on her BlackBerry from somewhere, <laughs> like, in the car, just saying, uh, Beatles on iTunes, great. Um, I mean, but Ringo Starr's had to take the cake, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yes. yes. <laughs> he took it. He took that cake. He ate that cake. <laughs> that that was because, you know, and what Ringo said, does somebody have the press release in front of them where they could actually read the whole oh, the whole quote? I, can, I got it. I got yeah, yeah. Uh, are you talking about Ringo's? Yeah. I'll play some background music in the meantime. <clears throat> Ringo said, well, let's see, where was it? He said, uh, I'm particularly glad to no longer be asked when the Beatles are coming to iTunes, said Ringo Starr. At last, if you want it, you can get it now. The Beatles from Liverpool to now, peace and love, Ringo. Peace and love, Ringo. Which is what, sent from, 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 from my iPhone. Sent from my iPhone, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and Olivia Harrison's actually ended with Bravo. Bravo, that's right. The Beatles on Bravo. iTunes, Bravo. Right. It was just, it's a very funny, very funny press release. All these things that are obviously just from emails that they put in quotes. And then there's the, the record company guy who's got an actual PR kind of quote. Well, the, the, I also like the one from, from Yoko, Yoko where it says, I think it's so appropriate that we're doing this on John's 70th birthday year. <laughs> birthday year. <laughs> yeah. it wasn't on his 70th birthday. It was just on his birthday year. Okay. Well, she had to acknowledge John somehow. You know, his name had to appear in the press release somehow. And they said, well, well what, 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 John, John, John. Uh, let's see and, you know, between – so, you know, there were all the the John Lennon remasters that just came out recently. Mm -hmm. And there was the uh, – you know, Paul McCartney had the uh, Band on the Run uh, reissue, double reissue just come out. So there have been some 
beetle related you know uh, updates recently so it's not that they have that there hasn't been anything going on so in a way this is a good time to do it doesn't matter it's on a particular date not bad for a band that broke up 40 years ago huh no they're doing okay yeah and i think you're right john i think they have been dusting off a lot of this stuff and and the cycle's going to come around again when they finally remix the stuff it, back it'll be on iTunes, and back people will be paying $149 for those versions of it, and on CD, and on Blu-ray, and whatever else uh, media they decide to put it Presumably. on. Presumably. I mean, it's just an unending source of income for somebody. Yeah, and they've done they've done a good job with some of it, too. I mean, the um, they, they, they've they taken good care of their masters, and they you know somebody was in the Wall Street Journal, I think, said that the, that the Beatles was the number three selling artist last year. So they've done a great job in keeping that stuff out there and getting people to buy it and buy it again and uncovering hidden stuff and re- remixing it. And you're right, the next step is going to be they're going to take those masters, and now that they've done the remaster, they're going to do the remix, and they're going to move stuff around and process stuff and do a multi-channel version and have it sound like it's never sounded before. And people can argue about the artistic merit of that. Although I love the the Beatles' love album in 5.1. It's actually kind of crazy but it's uh it's kind of cool too so you know they they are doing it uh intelligently oh yeah no they're they continue to milk that catalog oh, and, and it is getting better all oh, that oh not, darn it i could have used the music cue there um but um you caught chasing off guard go ahead chris it's getting better all the time that's right. They keep finding some way to take my money because I'm a huge Beatles fan. And although I'm probably not going to get any of this stuff from the iTunes store, when it comes out remixed, I may very well dip in and get some of it. Although I'm going to leave out Revolution Number no. 9. I don't care what they do to it. I'm not buying it ever number again. Number 9. Number 9. Number 9. Number 9. I don't actually have that one either. I Yeah. I, I was hoping, I was waiting for it, but uh... there are certain songs that, like, whenever they come on my iPod, because I just put the whole thing in shuffle mode. Next, still next, just skip right through. I actually listened to it um, once. Once I actually I listened, listened to it, it the other the other month, um, just because I realized I hadn't listened to it since that CD came out in 1989 or 1988. So I listened to it and realized why I would never listen to it again. But um... yeah, yeah. But the bonus they could have given you is to have given you the backwards recording. Because it's sure you could do it in your sound editor now, but uh, just give it to you that way so I, you can I, hear all the stuff going. Far on. out, man! I got. I got to say, it's possibly. Well, am I, I'm not the only person on the podcast who was born well after the Beatles broke up, am I? But I am. I am the youngest one. John, so. John was born that, after the Beatles broke up. Oh, thank God for that! I, you know, I, I, wouldn't I believe I was one. born as the Beatles were breaking up. <laughs> I think you're why yeah. the Beatles broke up. You and me both, Jason. Yeah. But well, I, I used to I lug to their say... equipment. I'm that. Old. <laughs> but I, I mean, the first CD I ever quote unquote owned was a was a copy of Sgt. Peppers that I stole from my dad. So, huh. you know, I certainly grew up with them and it's still I I, I am a big fan and it's I think it's a hey, I, I, it's I remember nice, the first nice... the first CDs that I bought when I went to I think Tower Records on Sunset growing up, I think I bought Passmasters Volume Two. Volume two. And that's a good one. And a Def Leppard album. Oh, oh my. Well, I mean, the first, the, the, I, I just distinctly remember in 86 and 87 when those first um, CD issues came out. And I still have those, uh, those CDs are the ones that I still have. And that was, you know, I was discovering, um, it was 20 years ago today was basically when they released Sgt. Pepper. It was 20 years after they had released it on record. And um, 
and I played the I played those things just constantly in high school, which is funny because I you know I went to high school in the '80s, and yet the Beatles were on endless play because that was the big event was that they came out on CD, and uh, and this is the same albums that you know that we've got now the the UK albums that weren't the ones that yeah were I used to US. listen to my dad my dad has a whole bunch of the LPs and I used to listen to those all the time when I was a kid yeah yeah you darn kids darn, uh, yeah these kids today. With their rock I remember <laughs> being on vacation, and the Butcher album cover was had just been released, and there was a stack of them in a store window, and I didn't buy one. Oh, and you could have funded your daughter's education with one of those. <laughs> I could have funded my retirement. Speaking, speaking of which, my um, daughter actually is currently playing Let It Be on the piano for her piano class, and that, that oh, warms nice. my heart. My, warms my heart too. So it's uh, they're they're everywhere, and there was a lot of back, Beatles backlash from people who don't. You don't have to like the Beatles, right? But the fact is, the Beatles are really popular, and and they are as much as Apple hypes it. They are they are really the 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 definitive rock band. And other than for those of you who like the Rolling Stones, I suppose. But you know, that's like choosing between chocolate and vanilla. And as our friend Philip Michaels says, that means that you know I can have the good one, and you can have your terrible one. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I think we've gone on plenty long with this, and uh, and so I'm going to end it. And with that, I will say thank you and uh, peace and love to Dan Morin. Thanks, Chris. Uh, let it be, John Seff. Thank you. Uh, here, there, and everywhere, Dan Frakes. Thank you, Chris. And uh, Jason, you are the walrus. Uh, actually, what I'd like to say is... My monkey does have something to hide. I was trying to avoid the monkey reference. But, you failed. Uh, but you brought it in. So thank you very much, all of you, and thanks for listening. Yes. This goes on for a while, by the way. So thank you, Chris. You can take this right out or leave it in. No, I'm leaving it in. All right. <laughs>